0: Hello, I'm Eric Lacasse, and this is the Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today we'll be talking about listening and hearing the voice of Adonai. Stick around for some hope healing and maybe even some laughs. Welcome all to another Messy Messianic Mama Podcast. Today is the 26th of October, 2021. I realize I'm actually a day late and I do apologize for that. Uh, life has been very messy lately and I was actually out and about on the day that I normally get the podcast out, which actually Sunday night. And then I post it on Monday, uh, very early Monday morning. And, um, this weekend has just been very, 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 very busy. And I just didn't have a moment to do it. When I came home Sunday night, I was just tired. And I said, Lord, I'm just going to have to do this tomorrow. And <laughs> Monday came and, um, I'm actually having a, a endoscopy and colonoscopy on Wednesday, um, tomorrow. And so I had to go to the hospital to have a COVID test. Cause you know, that's one of the requirements before they do any sort of procedure to make sure you don't have COVID great news. I don't have COVID. I had that last year. But um, it was a process and then going to the pharmacy and getting the stuff that I have to drink uh, today and I'm on liquids all day today. So um, I really just been pushing through because, you know, the enemy comes to steal and destroy, but he also doesn't want you to fulfill the calling on your life. And as you know, this is not something that I'm super comfortable doing. This is not something that comes naturally to me. But I really do feel like God has called me to do this podcast. So I rebuke you in the name of Yeshua, Satan. You have no hold over me or this podcast. And all that being said, we're going to go ahead and dive into what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Originally, I was just going to have it uh, listening to the voice of Adonai. But doing my different research, there's also listening and hearing, which you would think might be the same thing, but it's not because... as I'm sure my, any, well, at least my husband can attest to, my husband might hear me, but is he truly listening to what I'm saying? Or does it go right out the other ear? And I think that we're all guilty of that in some measure. But, um, before we, uh, really dive in, I want to let you know what the Torah portion of this week is. It's Chaye, Sarah, um, Torah, the actual Torah portion is Genesis 23, verses 1 to chapter 25, verse 18. And then you have the half-Torah portion, which is 1 Kings verse uh, chapter 1, verses 1 through 31. And the uh, Brit Harasha is... Uh, The New Testament is Luke, chapter 9, verses 57 to 62. I do ask that you just bear with me. I'm actually still very tired and actually feeling kind of nauseous. I'm not really feeling great. There's a reason they're doing an endoscopy and colonoscopy on me tomorrow. So just uh, please feel free to keep me in your prayers. I actually was not struggling with what to talk about this week. um, For lack of ideas, I actually had quite a few different things happening. Um, We had a couple of uh, people in our congregation who had a difference of opinion on vaccinations and um, thankfully didn't become too volatile, but um, that was something I could have spoken on. Or we pray for a young girl who's been in a wheelchair for three years and um, because of her disease, it's debilitating and it progresses um, to the point where she slowly but surely gets worse. They just found out this past week um, that she They think she had a stroke at the age of 18 and she has MS. And so she's struggling with all these other issues. Well, we prayed for her and the Holy Spirit really just moved in her body. And we got a phone call on Sunday and her husband called and said, praise God, she is walking. I can't believe it, but she got out of the wheelchair and she is walking. He sent me a video um, so, very excited about that. So, that's another thing, like I may or may not be talking about later on. You know, miracles are real, they are something that happen on a daily basis, and they don't have to be something as huge as that. But when you see something big like that, there's no question in my mind that God is real. So, listening and hearing the voice of Adonai. When I was doing my research, I came across a couple of different articles. One is actually from Charles Stanley. I realize he's not Messianic, but I do find that a lot of his, um, he is very biblical. And I tend to agree with a lot of things that he has to say. And then the other thing, other place I found um, a really good thing was uh heck called dudedisciple.com. But um, that one... Charles Stanley talks about how to listen to the voice of God. And Dude Disciple is talking about how to hear God's voice. And I want to encourage you because I know a lot of times we feel like God only talks to rabbis, prophets, pastors, like these people that he's appointed to these places of leadership. And the reality is he'll talk to all all people, even those who don't believe in him. Great examples of that are in Numbers 22 is the donkey who spoke to a pagan prophet. In Genesis 41, God spoke to Pharaoh in a dream. In Daniel 5, God speaks through a writing on the wall to Belshazzar. So those are just some examples in the Bible that Adonai speaks to the world. Okay, but what about those who are believers? John 10, 27, Yeshua says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. John 3 through four, the sheep hear his voice and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. If you are a believer at some point in your life, you have heard his voice. You've heard even that still sweet voice or that Feeling deep in your spirit like this is real, like God is real and I believe in him and I believe what his word says. Think about any time you were convicted of a sin. um, Someone has popped into your mind that you knew you had to pray for. Um, You were prompted to tell someone about Yeshua. The Holy Spirit speaking to you and guiding your way is one of the most basic ways that Adonai speaks to us. What is the sound of uh, Adonai's voice? You know, we talked about this, I think, during Sukkot, where I was talking about how, you know, I was thinking about uh, the Lord's voice is the sound of thunder. But the reality is, he doesn't typically um, have this thunderous voice. Now, he did in, in John 12, when Adonai spoke to the crowd about Yeshua... And it said the crowd that was there and heard it said that it had had thundered. Um, God obviously could speak that way, but most of the time it's not really like that. He speaks in different ways. Um, Seven common ways that Adonai speaks. Through the Bible. I mean, how many times? I think I say this every single podcast. Through his word, he speaks to us. In pictures, he speaks to us. Through visions, that still small voice. Impressions in your spirit trances, dreams. Um, A great example, at least for me, is that a lot of times I'll have a random dream about somebody I haven't thought of in years. And there's nothing inappropriate about the dream, but this person is in my dream. And I'm thinking, okay, like I might've gone to school with this person and I wasn't even friends with them and what in the world. And I'll wake up with just this impression, you need to pray for this person. So that's almost that's two different ways that Adonai has has spoken. He could have simply woken me up and said, "You need to pray for this person," but it was almost like confirmation. I had a dream first, and then I wake up with the impression, "You need to intercede on behalf of this person." And, um, for the Bible, God often speaks through the Bible by highlighting certain words that directly apply to our life and give us understanding of its meaning. Not always. I mean, there are times where I just, I I read the word and something pops up at me and I don't necessarily understand it at that time. And that time I'll actually highlight it, which is saying something because I don't really highlight my Bible very often. But there are these these different moments. I'll have this, it'll pop up at me and I'll have the impression you need to highlight this because even if you don't understand it now, it may... Um, it's going to give you a better understanding later on. His still small voice. A lot of people um, have a tendency to think that that's how Adonai always speaks to us. It's not always that way, but this is a a very um, prevalent way, a way that you could definitely have confirmation. A lot of people have heard his still small voice. Um, In Kings 19.12, the Bible talks about the Lord speaking to Elijah through a gentle whisper or a still small voice. Adonai's still small voice usually comes in the form of a thought or a whisper in our mind. And I actually do want to go there. As you know, I like the Tree of Life version of the Bible. And I'm actually going to read this portion of the Bible because I think it's, it's kind of sums up everything that we're talking about. So it's titled... Uh, 1 Kings chapter 19 is titled Whisper at the Cave. So, 1 Kings 19 uh, 11. Then he said, This is Adonai talking, Come out and stand on the mount before Adonai. Behold, Adonai was passing by. A great and mighty wind was tearing at the mountains and shattering cliffs before Adonai. But Adonai was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But Adonai was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire, but Adonai was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a soft whisper of a voice. As soon as Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle, went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. So although Adonai can be in all those, those things in nature, he chose to present himself in his still small voice. Um, another example, Impressions in Our Spirit. An impression of the spirit is like a tug on your heart or deep sense of knowing in your spirit. It feels as if Adonai is speaking something directly to our inner man, our inner person, our inner spirit, saying, this is what I want you to do. Pictures. This one's kind of interesting. Uh, Sometimes when Adonai will speak through a still picture in our mind, as he did in Jeremiah 11, I'm sorry, chapter 1, verse 11. It says, moreover, the word of Adonai came to me saying, what do you see, Jeremiah? I answered, I see an almond branch. Then Adonai said to me, you have seen correctly, for I'm watching over my word to perform it. The word of Adonai came to me a second time saying, what do you see? I replied, I see a boiling pot that is tilting away from the north. Then Adonai said to me, from the north disaster will be poured out on all the inhabitants of the land. Behold, I'm calling all the families of the kingdom of the north. It is a declaration of Adonai. So they will come And each will set up his throne at the entry of the gates of Jerusalem against all her surrounding walls and against all the cities of Judah. I will pronounce my judgments on them for all their wickedness. They have forsaken me, offering incense to other gods, worshiping the works of their hands. He goes on to just tell you exactly what he's going to do. So it's interesting. Not only is he speaking to Jeremiah, he's also showing him pictures And he's interpreting it for him as well. So it's not just like, man, what in the world does this olive branch look like? He's explaining it to him. In visions, a vision is when Adonai shows you a moving picture or a scene that is being played out like a video in your mind. Dreams, also referred to as visions of the night, are different from visions in that they happen while you sleep. Kind of, you know, the example I was kind of giving you where I have these dreams of these people and then I wake up with the impression I need to pray for this person. A trance. A trance is like an open vision where your mind is unaware of your surroundings while you are awake. Now, I'm wondering if you could think of what the example I'm going to give you is for being in a trance. It's in Acts 10. It's one of those uh, chapters in the Bible that we as messianic believers typically interpret very differently than those in the church, Um, at least those who are. I hesitate to say it, but the truth of the matter is we live in a time and age, um, especially in America, where we as Christians are illiterate. We are biblically illiterate. We simply listen to what our rabbi or our pastors are telling us instead of reading the word ourselves. I myself was guilty of this. Myself, when I first, um, my husband first decided uh, that he wanted to follow Adonai, um, in all ways, which meant the entire Bible, not just parts of it. And he was asking me like, why do we eat pork? And, and of course this is like the number one place that most Christians go to say like, you know, Peter had this vision where, you know, God told him to go, that he could go ahead and eat whatever he wanted. And the reality is if you continue reading past the vision, Peter himself says, oh, I've realized, like, this is what it means. It means that I can now go ahead and preach the gospel to Gentiles, not Jewish people, (laughs) to those who are non-believers. And um, the the first example was Cornelius, who was a centurion. And that, to me, is a great example. But it does say in uh, Acts 10, verses... I'm trying to see here, 10. Now he became very hungry and wanted to eat, but while they were preparing something, he fell into a trance. So it wasn't just a vision. It was a trance. He was in a trance-like state. How do you confirm the voice of God? How do you know that what you're hearing is of God? Um, The most simple way, I mean, if it aligns with the word of God, it's probably from him. If it doesn't, then it's definitely not. Um, his word will never contradict the Bible. Um, God's still small voice will never ask you to lie, steal, or sin in any way, no matter what the circumstances look like. His voice will be in alignment with what the Bible says. So that's the first source of confirmation. The second one would be, the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit is uh, in a place, a moment in time or voice, the fruit of his spirit will be there. So what are the fruit of the spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, right? You find that in Galatians 5, 22 to 23. When Adonai speaks, he will confirm the word or vision by coating it with the fruit of the spirit. When you're hearing or discerning an answer or an impression in your thought life, does it bring a deeper awareness or peace with it? Do you sense his love or his gentleness as he speaks? The way you feel inside when you hear Adonai's voice can be a good indicator of whether it really is Adonai or not. So how do you hear, like, what do you do? um, How do you hear his voice when you're trying to make a decision? This happened actually pretty recently with one of uh, the people that we having our congregation, um, she was really struggling with whether or not she should take this job because of the new mandates. Um, and she had a good job, but she didn't, um, she was scared to go to this new job because the new job is in a, um, school system. And although they don't actually mandate anything right now, obviously it could happen. So she didn't want to drop her old job for the new job. And so my first thought was one, have you prayed about it? Two, have you looked at each decision? Decision, And then it's three, once you are praying about each of these different decisions, have you felt a peace about either one? Philippians 4, 6 through 7, it's my mother's favorite verse to read to me my entire life, is do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Let your request be made known to God and the shalom, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Messiah Yeshua. So like I said, you're faced with these two different options and you say, Lord, is this the door that you want me to go through or should I stay here? And depending on what, whatever one you have a higher level of peace about, that one would be the one that I would go with. Obviously it's not foolproof because our feelings can get in the way of actually listening to what he says. Um, But the point is to try your very best. And a lot of times it's good to have other prayer warriors with you praying about these situations and say, you know, like they may say, I have no idea. Like I didn't get an impression either way. Or they could say, look, this is kind of the impression I, I felt about this. But once again, you really have to lean on the on the Lord. He's not going to ask you to do something that is not biblical. Um, if it goes against what the Bible tells you to do, then it's not something you should be doing. How do you discern Adonai's voice from Hasatan's? You know, like I already said, the thief, you know, Hasatan has come to steal, kill, and destroy. When you get a voice in your head that is stealing your peace or your joy and attacking the promises of God for you as God's child, you know that that is the enemy. That voice is usually a voice of condemnation, fear, self-hate, shame, doubt, jealousy, envy, hatred, and I could go on and on forever. You know, how many times do you, have you heard in your head, you're not good enough. You'll never be as good as that person. God is not going to speak to you. He doesn't even like you anymore. Remember what you did two days ago? Remember what you said to that person? Remember how you treated that person? When the voice of the enemy comes up in your thought life, you don't want to meditate and really think on it. You want to counterattack it with the promises of God. That's why Yeshua tells you. And that's how he fought Satan in the wilderness, isn't it? He said, the word says, right? you think about it, that's exactly what Yeshua did. And that's exactly what we're supposed to do. You know, like, you know, man does not live on bread alone. So how do you discern God's voice from your own voice? Because I know that that's probably my biggest struggle. Because like, was that really God? Or was that just me talking to myself? Um, The best way to discern God's voice from your own is to practice stepping out and acting on his voice when you think it's him. As you take those steps of faith, he helps you sort out and recognize his voice through a process of learning. A great example is a banker who spends most of his day touching real money is much more likely to know when a fake bill gets passed to him versus someone who doesn't handle money very often. The more time you spend around the real, the easier it will be to spot the fake. So the more time you spend in the secret place with the most high and with your attention on Adonai, the more accurately you'll be able to recognize and discern his voice throughout the regular rhythms of your day. And the truth is you'll still be wrong sometimes, but that's okay. Um, every child first colors outside the lines before they learn to color more perfectly within the lines. Ad and I will often start out by asking you to do things that are very low risk anyway, not always, but sometimes. Um, good example is if you hear a voice that tells you uh, to tell someone that Yeshua loves them at Walmart. Even if you're wrong and it wasn't the Lord, you'd still be okay and it wasn't like you did anything wrong. But think about it for a moment. What if you step out and tell the person that Yeshua loves them and the person breaks down crying because they really needed to hear that? Wouldn't that be a pretty good indicator that this was indeed Adonai's voice? After you begin to listen to the voice of Adonai and practice stepping out, you will eventually start to recognize a pattern. You'll notice that his voice carries a tone of gentleness and peace that sounds a little different than your voice. Soon you'll get to a place where you start to recognize Adonai's voice like he's your best friend. The first time you met your best friend, you would not have recognized their voice if they called you on the phone the next day. But after a year of friendship, you would recognize the the slightest whisper of your friend's voice in a crowded room. And it's the same process with learning to distinguish Adonai's voice. So... Hopefully that really helped you think about how to really hear the voice of and I'm going to read this excerpt real quick from Charles Stanley. Um, how to listen to the voice of God. It's an excerpt from his, I think, book, 10 Principles for Studying Your Bible. And um, hopefully it will encourage you like it did me. When preaching, I found there are two kinds of listeners. The first kind are passive and nonchalant, people who can take it or leave it when it comes to the Bible. Then there are those who are aggressive listeners. These people have a look of hunger on their faces. They attend church or synagogue, I am paraphrasing here, to learn more about God and to worship him. They're not there to hear a pastor speak or a rabbi. Instead, they are present to hear from God. There is a huge difference. An aggressive listener wants to hear truth, even when it may be painful to assimilate. He hungers for righteousness and thirsts to know more about the ways of God. And he yearns to find out the answers to his questions by probing and studying the Bible. People who are aggressive listeners will take notes, reread them during the week, and ask God to show them how what they have heard applies to their lives. They are not afraid to become involved with the active study of his word. They want to know the truth because they have learned a great secret. The more they know about God, the more peace, contentment, hope, joy, and blessing they experience. If you read and study his word, he will bless you. Revelations 1.3 says, Blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of the prophecy, and he the things which are written in it, for the time is near. God wants you to be an aggressive listener of his word because he wants you to be able to comprehend the truth. He knows if you do this, your life will be radically changed for him. What are his goals for you in reading and listening to his word? He wants you to understand his truth so you can apply it to your life. He wants you to be transformed transformed by what you read, study, and hear. Isaiah 55, 11. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. God not only has a purpose for your life, he has a purpose for the words he speaks to you. There have been times in my life when the only two words I heard from the Lord were, trust me, and I was committed to do just that. Trust him, even though I did not know where he was leading me or what I would do. He knew, he is sovereign, and he has promised to love me forever. How could I doubt his ability and goodness? And yet when trials come or situations take a course other than the one we have planned, we suddenly find ourselves crying out like Peter, Lord, save me. It is times like this that we should turn to his word because it will transform us and remove our doubts and fears. It teaches us how to trust him even when the way before us appears to be a dead end. Week after week, as you are in his word, he is putting scripture into your heart And he is molding and shaping your life for something absolutely wonderful. You can trust this. The time you spend learning his truths will not be wasted. He is planning to use you in ways you never dreamed possible. But first you must be trained by his word. When you and I begin to comprehend the truth and allow God to conform us to that truth, then our lives will take an undeniable likeness to Yeshua HaMashiach. I added that. And we gain all the benefit of knowing God and seeing him work in and through us. When problems come, we know how to stop and think through them by asking the Lord to show us how to respond. We are not reacting anymore. We are responding according to what we have learned from God. Remember the story of Mary, Martha, in Luke 10, 38-42? Is there any doubt as to why Mary was sitting at the feet of Yeshua? She truly had learned what was most important, the word of God and she chose to spend time listening to him instead of busying herself with the things of the world. What is most important to you? To be seen, noticed, or stroked for your professional ability? Or to know that you are loved and cared for by an awesome, loving God who has you in the center of his will and affections? This is one of the occasions when God allows you to decide. You can resist him and his word, or you can receive him and the truth he wants to pour into your life. If you accept his invitation to come, He will give you his peace to stand guard over your life. He wants to communicate with you. I find this one fact very humbling. To think the God of the universe wants to know me, speak to me, and help me understand how to live is more than I can comprehend. He knew Joshua was struggling. And instead of just sending some simple word of encouragement, he came himself and reminded young Joshua that there was no need to be afraid because he was not alone. The absolute ruler of everything was with him, and he was not going to fail. When our hearts are weary and we want to give up, his word of encouragement gives us the strength to go beyond what we believe we can do. Joshua had no idea how he would lead Israel, but God knew and he had promised to guide him. Joshua 1.9 Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go, God is with you. Watching over you, protecting you, and providing the truth you need for every situation. The question is Will you open up your heart to His Word, apply it to your life, and allow God to change you so that He can use you in ways far greater than you can imagine? Do you know how to listen to the voice of God? Are you hungry for God's Word? Are you leaning forward in eager anticipation for His voice? Are you reading Scripture and chewing on what you learn over and over, asking, Adonai to speak to you. There are so many truths to what Charles Stanley says in this particular excerpt that he has that I just, you know, read for you. There's, you know, times every single year in our lives with my family that I pray for the Lord <clears throat> to even just give me a word, just one word for the year. I remember two years ago, I believe it was. Hear and listen to what Adonai says. Now I pray that you have been encouraged by what the Lord has laid in my heart this week. And as I do every single week, as you know, I always end it in Numbers chapter 6 verses 24 to 26. I give you the ironic benediction. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. In the name of Yeshua, I pray. Amen. May you have a blessed week. I am choosing to live in Adonai's peace no matter what the world or Hasatan has thrown at me. And I pray that you will do the same as well. Have a blessed week, everyone. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com. Or you can email me at e l m 3 at protonmail.com. That's E is in echo, L is in lemur, M is in Mike, M as in Mike, M as in mic, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one-minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash eric LaCasse, and it should have a button right there to say leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet. If you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment, I would love to hear from you.